Welcome, Pierre. Welcome, Andre. Thank you. Nice to be together again on Pre another session of Table Talk. Today, we are talking about a very difficult topic, death. Yes. Something that we hardly talk about as believers, That's and true. as friends, and as family, because death mm -hmm. is a very difficult thing for all of us, isn't it, Andre? Oh, yes, Matt. Okay. It's, it's a certainty for all of us, and uh, recently, uh, I've been challenged with it when my dad passed away and it was one of the, if I can put it in this way, one of the most traumatic experiences of my life. I don't think you can ever wow. be prepared for it. Um, I flew down to Pretoria because that's where my parents lived or still my mom is still living there. And um, my dad was in hospital and we were there for three days as a family gather, gathered around his bed and um, physically, it looked like he was suffering. Um, mm. So medically, I can't go into this, and I'm not going to share too much detail about it. But I could feel, uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if this is going to make sense but, uh, sense, but I could feel it was as if my soul was shaken mm. in those moments. <clears throat> and, and so much of me was challenged. My faith... I had so many questions, um, questions like, is this now the moment that I should pray for my dad, even though medically spoken, they called us and say, come and say goodbye to your dad. Is, uh, you're so seeing him lying there, I remember one night specifically, I just went home, I couldn't take it any longer, um, seeing what was happening, and I was crying out to God, literally, oh. physically crying alone in my room there, at my parents' home, asking God, what is happening here? Wow. What is happening? And, and what's amazing, how faithful God is, is in that moment, I was reminded of, of familiar scriptures. Like, for instance, in Romans 8, where it says that nothing can separate us from the love of God. And I just felt the Holy Spirit speaking to me and saying, Henry, it doesn't matter what you see physically. I am with your dad's spirit. Nothing wow. can separate me from him. And, um, and there's also that great scripture about Daniel's th three friends. When they were thrown into the fire, there was a fourth being with them. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and I sensed God speaking to me and saying, Andre, I will never leave your dad alone. Even in this suffering that you might see, I am with him and it gave me so much peace in those moments of questioning of being traumatized um, so yes that's a little bit of our story that we experienced with death sure Henry. i mean you, you're taking us really deep immediately <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for sharing and you are sharing um some truth on it already i think when we talk about the subject because it is so painful, yet we hold the truth. Sometimes the truth might feel insensitive to the pain we're going through. But I think what I'm hearing is that the pain is real. And not just the pain when you lose someone and the grief of saying goodbye to a loved one or a friend or someone that you know. But there's also fear, fear of death for yourself. And I think that's why we don't speak about it because we don't know how it's going to feel or what's that stepping over between this world and eternity going to feel like and I think 
I think that's the two big things for death that really makes us suffer to speak about this or, or, or struggle to speak about this rather is that it's painful and it's fearful. I mean, Matt, you probably have, have felt afraid of the idea in your own life like, like I have. Yeah, definitely. And I had a serious fear of flying and my fear of flying was really rooted on the fear of death. You know? And I didn't do myself any favors by watching all these shows on air crash, air, airplane crashes. And the movies. And, and the, the movies. <laughs> oh, no. And every time I'd get into a flight and I'd get a little bit of turbulence, I'd then have these questions about what will happen to my children? What will happen to my wife? Wow. You know, you know, will they find my body? And what would that be experienced like? You see in the movies, people are screaming and all these oxygen things are going down and I actually had to repent because I was actually now fearful to get on flights mm. because every time I got into a flight I literally was afraid of dying and that is some of the things that you carry over after being to a funeral or mm. experiencing personal loss like I lost my parents when I was very young I was 16 mm. and that fear of my children also growing up as orphans without a father or without a mother, it carried on, even though the grieving and the crying could have ended many years you know, ago, but that fear that you know, my children might walk the same journey because I might die wow. is something that you know, I even had, have had to carry as, as an adult and as a man. Mm. I, can, uh, I can associate with that. I think uh, after our experience, it was very real, death, and, and even for myself, going to sleep, you think about those matters, as you said, what about my family? Um, what will happen? How it's going to be? Um, so I think death is just a very weighty matter all around. Yeah. It is. And I think because it's weighty, it's good to talk about it. Yeah. Because scripture says in 1 Corinthians 15, death, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? for our victory is in the Lord Jesus Christ. So scripturally and in the Bible, God wants to take that sting out. And in fact, Psalm 116 verse 15 speaks about the weight of death, where it says, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. And if you go and do a, a deep dive into that word precious, it is the word weighty, like, like something that rests upon you. In God's sight, is it when, when some of his children pass, so even for God, it's not like he's just disconnected from what we're feeling. For him himself, it's a moment of weightiness. Mm. And I think it's great that we talk about it because sometimes we carry that weight by ourselves. We don't want to talk about the difficult topic of death, but even just hearing stories and, and having to realize your own heart needs to turn away from your fear to Jesus helps one just carry this burden a little bit better. Yeah, and I think the big challenge, Pierre, as you articulated is Sometimes when you are going through this process, you have so many questions, but there's no certainty of answers anyway, right? Yeah. Sometimes you feel disappointed with God, especially yes. after praying and yes. begging and saying, God, please reverse the situation. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't happen. And sometimes you feel indifferent afterwards. Sometimes you have anger towards God, like, okay, God, why have I seen and prayed and preached that you're a healer and yet you didn't? Right. And so sometimes... The process afterwards is also quite difficult for us um, as believers. And so maybe, Pierre, my question to you today is, 
as, as believers, what, what, how should we approach or face the subject of death? I think it's impossible to answer the full scope of what God wants us to do. Um, and, and I think back in one of our previous sessions where we spoke about disappointment, because there's a lot of disappointment that comes with this as well. It's almost like that's a fruit. Death might be what's happening, but then you, you deal with the disappointments. I love the story of Jesus and Lazarus. Um, and I actually want, want to go there and read just a, a few things because you see, you see a progression through this story. And I think if we understand the story, because Jesus is in the middle of this, and in fact, he takes center stage in the story, you would think that it's about Lazarus dying, but... Jesus is using de even death to bring a beautiful truth to his followers. So the story starts like this. He hears that Lazarus is ill. In fact, he's been called. Mm. And it goes like this in John 11, verse 3. So Lazarus' sisters, Mary and Martha, it says, They sent to Jesus saying, Lord, the one who you love is ill. Because mm -hmm. he was a friend of Lazarus and he loved him. But when Jesus heard this, he said, This illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now verse 5 is interesting. It says this. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer. <laughs> That's fascinating. Sure. He loved them, but he stayed back. And, and, and I think what I want to bring here is God's motive mm. is always love. Mm. And because his motive, of, motive is love, how he chooses to let love be revealed is up to him. Mm. But because he loved him, he decided to stay back and let Lazarus' story run its course, which clearly was that he passed away. Mm. But I love that the scripture says he loved them, therefore he stayed back. Sometimes in losing people, sometimes in, in our own walk, and when our time has come because we have a number of days, and Bible teach, teach us to, that the Lord needs to give us wisdom to walk our number of days well, we need to understand that because of His love, He knows the timing. He might hold back, or Jesus could have gone and, and healed Lazarus in the moment, but He waited, mm. and the motive was love. But then, I love how Jesus takes the story further. He walks towards town, and news comes out, to the sisters that Jesus is now on his way. So he's wait, waited a couple of days and there's all the customs of the body is now officially dead before he starts walking and all of that. So when Martha heard, the Bible says, that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary remained at the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Mm. And then later on when we see, when he reached the house, Mary had the same response. So mm. they challenged Jesus. Mm. They asked the hard questions. Mm. Why did you wait? Yeah. Why did you not respond? Yeah. What I love about Jesus in this moment, remember his motive is love and he knew what he was doing in the moment. Mm. He didn't say, who are you to challenge me? Mm. Who are you to ask questions? So there's an understanding yes. that Jesus brings. And I believe that's true. Every time our heart goes through this pain and this moment of suffering, I believe Jesus truly understands. And we'll see in a moment, just how he understand and how he himself felt. But just to, to, to just remind you of this, the motive was love. Mm. So because it's a weighty thing to God, his motive in letting us pass from this world into eternity, of course, is love. Yes. But then he's also very understanding of the pain and the grief 
that we feel when we stay behind. It's so great, this story, and it, and it, and it reminds me, Matt, and I think you touched on it as well, one of my questions in, in my experience was, should I pray for healing for my dad? And, and, and the response that I sensed was actually, it's maybe not going to make sense for everyone, but I sensed it's as if God spoke to me and said, Andre, if I healed everyone that's being prayed for, no one will end up in heaven. Mm. And, so, and I realized my dad had a full life mm. and he has the opportunity to end up with Jesus. Isn't that beautiful? And then for me, it was great because sometimes you feel guilty to ask these kind of questions of God and to listen and to hear this story that these two ladies ran to Jesus with questions, almost accusations. It's beautiful. Yeah. And you're asking a question like, should we pray for healing? I think Mary and Martha did. Yes. Their prayer was, let's send for Jesus. Yeah. That should always be our response. Mm. But then we know because he loves us, he's going to play out the scene yes. as he determines it to be. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what, what I really also like about what you said and tying into what you said about prayer, you know, when I hear Mary and Martha saying, Jesus, if you had been here, mm. he would not have died. Even though it's a moment of grief and pain, but it's a moment that's so tied with irreproachable truth. That's right. That mm. Jesus, we know you are able. So sometimes mm. it's, it's hard and it's painful, but there is truth. That's right. You know, there is truth which is also tied into the process of death. Absolutely. So what I love about Jesus and something we've got to learn is when we do come with our questions, are we willing to hear truth? Yeah. Because he is going to respond with truth. Yes. And that's what he did. So he's with Martha. She's challenging him. She says, you should have been here. Why did you stay back? And then they have this conversation. I'm picking up in verse 29, 20, sorry, 23. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. So again, there's this almost a little bit of a challenge of Jesus. And then Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Mm -hmm. Martha, do you want to know the truth? And do you choose to believe the truth? And then she said, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God who is coming into the world. So his motive is love. Mm -hmm. He understands that our hearts battle and he engages with that battle. But it doesn't leave us there. He responds to truth. Sometimes truth feels a little bit insensitive, as I said before. Yeah. But the story continues. Because now Jesus goes to the house and he sees Mary, the other sister. He sees the community crying. Mm. He sees the loss. And then Jesus moves in this, this journey of facing death into his own heart mm. of compassion mm. Of grief, And then we find the shortest verse in the Bible. John 11 verse 35. Jesus yeah. wept. So truth wasn't a means for him to say, just get over it and move on. In his humanity, remember, fully man, fully God. And also in his Godhead, because we know that for God it's weighty. Mm -hmm. Jesus went to that place of grief. He cried, but not just once. A few verses later on, verse 38, when they go to the tomb for a second time, mm. Jesus has his own meltdown <laughs> and his own heart is grieved mm. by the pain of death. 
Yeah, and grieving is such an important part of this process, right? Um, I remember when I lost my parents, like I said, I was 16, and I was probably in the same Mary Martha situation where the community came together, relatives, friends from work, and so forth, and I was surrounded by a lot of people, but I was so alone in the crowd. Mm. It's very possible to have so many people around you wow. thinking that they're giving you comfort, but the grieving process sometimes is such a personal journey that after a week after the funeral, when the crowd feels that they've, they've, they've consoled you and you must be okay, and they go back to their homes and their houses and their lives, mm -hmm. sometimes you still remain with that grief. And I remember for many months on end, I was at a boarding school, by the way, and we'd have these what are called visitation days. So these are the days where if you're in a boarding school, parents would come and see their children maybe once every month and bring groceries. And every visitation day was a reminder to me wow. that I'd lost my parents. Sure. And so during the day, I would try and keep myself busy, you know, and all mm. the sorts. And at night, when other children were sleeping, I would go into the middle of the ground and cry my, my wow. eyes out. Sure. And it took a process. It took a lot of visitation days. And the Holy Spirit speaking to me mm. slowly and mm. comforting me. And that's what I love about the Holy Spirit. That crowd had gone, mm. but the Holy Spirit never left. Yeah. You know? And that grieving process is such an integral part. That's you know? right. It cannot, you cannot prescribe how long or how quickly. It, it's a work of the Holy Spirit. And here, Jesus did it twice. Because yeah. his process was, even though, this is amazing, mm. even though he knew Lazarus was going to be raised from the dead, he still let his heart grieve. So good. He knew what he was about to do, mm. but he's still related to our humanity, mm. to our pain. And this really brings me to the last point in the story, which is the highlight point, which is the power of God. Mm. So the truth, he relates with us in compassion, mm. but then it's the power moment. So he goes to, the, to the, the tomb, and then he said these things, and there's a whole lot of things that he said. But then with a loud voice, he cried out, Lazarus, come out. And the man who had died came out. His hands and feet were bound with linen strips and his face were wrapped up with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, unbind him, let him go. Now, here's what I want to point your hearts towards. That unbinding, letting him go, is what happens when we step into eternity with Jesus. Where he unbinds us of the pain of this world. When he unbinds us of the wrap around us of death. When he says, all of this life, all of this suffering, all of this pain, as you step in, as we go to heaven, he's going to say, unbind that man, unbind Matt, unbind Henry, unbind our family. Those who believed in him are going to come to place. And he's unbinding us from the past. And we step into the resurrection. The resurrection. Isn't that absolutely amazing? That's that that is what takes place. Earlier this year, I had to facilitate the, the funeral of a friend. A young mom who's got three little girls, um, very young, early 30s, passed away after a two-year battle with cancer. And we've prayed, we've asked, we've sent for Jesus, we've done all we can, and the Lord took her. But what's really amazing is sitting with her husband mm -hmm. and asking, how's the girls doing? How are they handling this? And he said, well, if you ask the eldest, where's mommy now? She would tell you, because by that time she has lost all her hair because of treatment and all these things. She would tell you that mommy is in heaven. She's got all her hair back. Mm. She's wearing a colorful dress and she's doing what she loves most. She's dancing. 
Mm. And for quite some time she couldn't dance because her body was too, yeah. too broken. And, and that's the unbinding. Mm. And that's what happened when we step over. And that's the hope. I want to take us for a moment just to Revelation 21 because this gives us just a sense of where those are that have passed over. Revelation 21 says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Mm. For the first heaven and the first earth passed away. So all of this one day yeah. will end. And then it said, I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. And then this is beautiful. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Yeah. And death shall be no more. That's the fulfillment of 1 Corinthians 15. So if we want to taste this promise, we've got to be okay with death because this promise is fulfilled in death. Death, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? Is when we step into eternity. And then it says, there shall be no more mourning, nor crying, nor pain, no more grief, no more pain. The former things have passed away. And for a little girl to know that that's where, that's where her mom is, yes. was the hope to let us feel like she could face another day. It is so beautiful, Peter, to realize that we, even in this heavy topic that we're talking about, we can have hope. We can have hope. Even in the grieving which is necessary on earth for our healing, the crying, the pain, that's associated with it, to realize, and I love the story, the beauty of Jesus and his motive, as you shared, is love. Mm. He welcomes our questions, like the ladies, we can run to Jesus and almost accuse him, raw, because that's how you feel. Mm. Go with that raw honesty to God, and he embraces us with, with compassion. It was, mm. I love the way that you also shared in that Jesus went two times. Mm that he, he wept mm -hmm. and then he had compassion. So yeah, that's right. as you said, Matt, so many times we want to get over this, let it be over, but it's necessary for us to face those things. And ultimately, as you said, the power of having hope. And I want to conclude here again in Jesus's words. He says, I am the resurrection yeah. and the life. Not because of me, there will be resurrection. Says, I am the person of mm. Jesus is the resurrection yes. and for whoever believes in me though yeah. he die he yeah, shall live yeah. and that's what it comes down to we can face this hard moment of life mm. with hope when we know Jesus when we're in a relationship with him yeah. because then our life shifts from this world into his world completely yes. amen. and we meet him there and that's the hope that we have as followers of Christ mm. amen and amen Pierre I'm, I've been ministered to Today, and I'd like us to take an opportunity to pray. That's great. And maybe for three groups of people. There may be people right now as they are watching this broadcast who may be going through some level of grieving, okay? Uh, and they just need some comfort and they need God to walk with them through that process. Uh, second group of people, there might be some people who are still having these battles in their minds around the process and the pain that they've, they've, they've encountered. And you know, they just don't know, you know, the truth anymore. Mm -hmm. And they've got so many questions with God. And then maybe the third is for that crowd, the crowd, people who are supporting mm -hmm. and around people who've lost loved ones. That's great. For the wisdom of how do we, how does the Holy Spirit help us to, to walk this journey with any people that are going through this process? Um, so that at the end of it, we, we all 
are aligned to the hope that we have in Christ. Let's pray. Yes. Lord, we quiet our hearts for a moment and we say thank you, Jesus, for this story. Thank you that here it's clear again and so many times in Scripture that you are love and everything you do is motivated by your love for us. And I pray, Lord, for anyone that needs to be reminded of that today, that your love surpasses all things. As we said earlier, that neither death nor life, nothing can separate us from the love of God. So I pray, Lord, for anyone who's feeling the pain, anyone who's feeling the, the loss and grief of death, or even the fear that love would cast out all fear, and that they would know that you love them. Father, thank you that your truth shines brightest in our moments, that you embrace our questions, that you understand our pain, but that your truth and the fact that you are the resurrection is the truth that we can hold on to, and that there's hope, and all we have to do is choose it to believe in you. Say, Jesus, I believe that you are the resurrection. Just like these sisters had to believe it, Lord, I pray for anyone who, who battles with that belief right now, will you by your Holy Spirit just reveal to them how they can make that decision to say, I believe in you, Christ, that you are the resurrection. And then ultimately, Lord, as a community and as people, Lord, lead us in a way that we can encourage one another, yeah. be around one another, love one another, see one another through our seasons of grief and continue to point to Jesus, our hope. Mm. And may we always remind one another of the day that is coming mm. where death will be no more, where every pain, grief, tear and mourning will be wiped away True. because we are with you for eternity. We trust you for that today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.